Love that lion roar. That means it's time to make some money. And we've got some baseball action right now. Welcome back into Bet FGM tonight with Sean Bell. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. Hey, Sean, so I, I took this girl out over the weekend. Or, uh, yeah, it was over the weekend. I can't ever remember what day it is this time of year. Everybody's off work and July 4th and all that. It was on Saturday. So I gave it the old, you know, 24-hour rule. I didn't contact her. And then she just texted me during the break. And she texted me one line. She said, two lines. She said, how you doing? And then she said, are you a yogi? Do you know what that means? She texted me, yes. are you a yogi? You do know what that means? You do? Yes. Yes, I know what okay. that means. I was hoping you did because I was going to look it up if your answer was no. Man, what is she asking you, me? What does that you mean? Sound so, you, you sound so old right now. Is she younger than you? A couple of years, but what does that matter? I should still know what a yogi is. No, yogi's either yes, a that's what I'm the saying. Yankees or a bear in the woods. <laughs> What's a yogi? What's she asking? That's what I'm saying. What? You you sound old by not knowing. It's it's yoga. It's doing yo. It's yoga. Oh, she's asking are me you, if I do. Yo- people that do yoga are yogis. I mean, I don't like the term, but yes, it's it's that's so what some people say. Are you a, a, a yoga a yoga enthusiast? Like, is or is, is is yoga something that you're willing to do and and do quite a bit of? Okay, that's what she's well, asking you, dude. I'm so glad I asked you because I was about to text her back a bear emoji because I was sure she was talking about the cartoon. <laughs> so that's why I talked to my guy for a little. Are you a yogi or something? Do you do this? I. I'm not a yogi. I've done yoga okay. before, but I'm not a yogi. I I, right. I I enjoy yoga, but I haven't done it in quite a while. Right. So I, I am not I a am yogi. But I'm going to try to be yogi. a yogi. And now that I know what it get, is, I'm going to give it a shot. trying to get you out in a mat uh, out in Miami with a bunch of with a bunch of 30, 30, 30 to 40 people lay out in the sun and, and, and downward dog. All right. Well, I don't really know what any of that means, but I'm willing to give it a shot. Downward dog <laughs> definitely sounds interesting to me. Sean oh, okay. Bell, sports machine, Sean Levine. I don't know if Anthony Edwards is a yogi or not, but I know that he is a very rich man. After the Minnesota Timberwolves signed a maximum contract, five years, $260 million. To me, that was an absolute no-brainer. You look at some of these contracts, the one that really comes to mind is Dylan Brooks getting $20 million a year over four years with the Rockets. Like, what? I was sure that guy was going to go play for the Shanghai Shark next year. But this is not one of those. This is one of those obvious ones where number one overall pick a couple of years ago, averaged 25 points a game last year. This guy's an absolute baller. Yeah, he's a guy that everybody looks at as the next thing. Like his explosion to the game, he's going to be in the lineage of swing players who are absolutely athletic and dominant, right? Like whatever you think about you know, Paul George's and the Kawhi Leonard's and the and the Jimmy Butler's and the, he's that dude. He's going to be a wing that can get you and even more than Jimmy Butler scoring wise. He can get he's going to get you 27 points a game and give you absolutely explosive plays like he's he's him. And players say that like players say he's him. So, yeah, you got to max that guy out. And he's 10 years younger than all those guys that you just mentioned. Like, Paul George is still great back into his prime. Same thing with Jimmy. All those dudes. He's 21 years old, Aunt Edward. So, yeah, it really has a chance to become the face of the league over the next handful of years. Not easy to do when you're in Minnesota. All right, so let's go from Minnesota to possibly Miami, where Damian Lillard obviously wants to end up there over the weekend. Unless you're living under a rock, this is not breaking news to you. Damian Lillard is asked out of Portland. 
I don't know if Miami's going to work. There's not really a direct Portland to Miami trade, so they'd have to get a third team involved. And certainly you've seen a bunch of teams mentioned. But at this point, Portland basically has the the decision to make, do we want to do what's best for, let's just call it what it is, the best player in the history of our franchise who was loyal probably three or four years longer than he had to be, or do we do the best thing for us? So if I'm Portland, I go, cool, man, you want to end up in Miami? We're going to send your ass wherever we want. Yeah, but I think Miami, I, I know it's being reported that Miami doesn't have enough and and that Portland's open to everybody. I, I think Miami, listen, I'm in Philadelphia who's all in, also all in on, on uh, Dane, but they ain't got no draft picks. They ain't got nothing to send, right? Like that's the problem with, with Philadelphia right now. They have Tyrese Maxey, which may be the best individual young talent in the conversation between the teams that are vying for Dane Willard, but they don't have anything that goes with Tyrese Maxey. They don't have, they have no draft picks to give away. So obviously they need another team to come in and help them sort of get that deal done. And they can potentially get Portland expiring contracts and Tobias Harris and James Harden. But I don't think people want, I don't think Portland wants Tobias and James Harden. I think all they really want, not all they really want, but the biggest thing they want is a ton, a ton of assets. You know what I mean? Anytime you get Dame, you got to have four first round picks, four pick swaps. Like that's, that's what big level players are getting right now. You know what I mean? Like Bradley Bill uh, and all these other players when Katie and Kyrie was traded for Brooklyn. So I think Miami still has way more than say the 76ers and the Clippers have to offer two teams that are really vying for him. Uh, So I think Miami's in it. I think right now Portland's just saying everybody's open. Miami ain't the only destination just to drive up the bargain for Miami and Brooklyn because Brooklyn has all the assets in the world based on what what they gave away for KD and Kyrie. So I I think Brooklyn's going to be in on it, but I still think Miami, again, they can say all they want, Portland. With Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, um, what's your first round pick? Um, uh, The kid from UCLA. Who um is playing Hawkins, well in summer yeah. league as, as, as we speak? They're playing a game right there. That and uh, along with pick swaps and a couple first round picks is still going to be as good of a haul as anybody else. Do you think Philly is doing themselves right by holding on to Tyrese Maxey? So basically, what it seems to me they're they're not going to extend him this offseason. They came out and vocally said that, but they're also not going to trade him. So he's clearly part of their long-term plans and you're much closer to the situation than I am to me he's their second best player to me at this point he's a better player than than even James Harden do you think that the best move for Philadelphia is the way they're playing it which is essentially all right all that Embiid going anywhere after they lost in the playoffs that conversation died out he's staying in Philly it sounds like Tyrese Maxey's staying in Philly so the question then becomes what do you do with James Harden? Because I don't think you can ever get back. I guess the, the the money that you're paying James Harden is going to be tough to get back in return. So what do you think ends up happening there? First of all, they're lying. He's not untouchable. They're lying. Like every player who ever gets traded is told that they're untouchable and they're not going anywhere a week or I don't know, man. I don't know. With Tyrese Maxey, I'm not – listen, I'm not saying that he's as good as Damian Lillard is. But I'm, what I'm saying is this. In three years, 
when Damian Lillard's 35 years old and when Tyrese Maxey's 27 years old, and then they had that crossover, right? At that point, if we're talking about a few years from now, then we might be saying Tyrese Maxey is a better player. So it just depends how all in you want to go if but, you're one of these but, teams. Because if I'm Philly, I, 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 I ain't trading Tyrese Maxey. But that's that's the problem. One, the one Tyrese, they're not looking at him as being a potential uh, Damian Lillard. Like, after watching him, he's going to be a good player, he, but no one's looking at him as he's going to be a superstar. Um, he's looked at as a, he's going to be an all-star, but he's going to be a superstar. That's one. And the other thing is, Joel Embiid and his injury history, they're not trying to wait for three years when Tyrese Maxey is fully developed. They need to win right now because Joel Embiid has a Yao Ming type body. Right. So you got to maximize what you have. And that's why that's why they've done a lot of the things they've done. That's why they brought in James Harden. That's why, <laughs> you know, what I mean, that's why they had gave a max contract a few years to Tobias Harris, because they haven't developed anybody because they know the time frame that they have to win a championship is right now. Right. So if Tyrese all of a sudden becomes prime Tyrese in three, four years. Right. And all of a sudden becomes a superstar which they don't believe he'll be, but if they believe he becomes a superstar, but then Joel Embiid is done because of his injury history, then you still don't have a championship team. So they're saying to themselves, we need to win a championship in the next three years. We ain't got time to wait. And that's why they're, that's why they got James Harden originally. And that's why they're trying to go for Dane. That's why they're trying to go for anybody who can have them win over the next year or two. And this, this city is sick of the process They've been a second round knockout for basically every year for the last five years. They ain't got time. Nick Nurse ain't got three years. Dow Morey doesn't have three years, right? Like Dow Morey will get fired in a year if they don't make it to the conference final at the very least next year. So they're like, we ain't got time to wait for no development. The GM got time, ain't got time to wait for no development. So they'll say, we'll take Dame right now because he's better than figuring out what Tyrese is going to be. That's their mindset. It is put up or shut up time. Like for a while, it was real cute out there when they were at drafting Markel Fultz and they were drafting Okafor and they were trying to develop all these different guys around Joel Embiid. Dude, that was a decade ago. So mm -hmm. you know what they say. It's time to S or get off the pot. And if you're the Philadelphia 76ers, also, they can't just look at teams like Milwaukee and Boston now and go, yeah, but those teams are better than us and they're more talented. We just slot in third when Miami has been the two out of the last three NBA finals, right? It's just like, all right, look, if they can do it, we have no excuses left. So Philadelphia right now, their odds to win the finals, according to BetMGM, super long shots. We're talking about and, like 16, 18 to one. So good luck. Yeah. And let me further state, right? Because when I say talk about lies, like I, I've spoken to players and they'd be like, oh, and I've seen it on, and other players have said it on podcasts. I was just, you know, AJ Brown was talking about in the podcast on the Raw Room how Tennessee, the Tennessee Titans said, you're untouchable. Mike Vrabel said, literally said, as long as I'm the head coach, you're going to be here, right? So there's so many times in basketball stories where stars have talked to GMs and they're like, you're not going anywhere, and then they go. So I never, ever believe that ever again because every star player who's gotten traded, who didn't request a trade, has always said the same stories. The GMs always tell them this much. So they said Tobias Harris, they're, they're, they want to keep him and they don't want to add him in the trade. Like, come on. Come on. So I mean, you don't want to add in. So you're trying to get Dame Lillard, but you don't want to put in anybody in the trade. You don't want to put in Tyrese. You don't want to put in Tobias. That's two people that they said they weren't trying to trade. Somebody's lying here.
Ain't no way Tobias Harris is actually untouchable. If they're lying about something, it's him. I mean, dude, they're probably still upset that they pseudo chose him over Jimmy Butler a handful of years ago. So, yeah, I think that – although we'll just have to agree to disagree with Tyrese Maxey. Maybe not a superstar, but I think he's a guy that could – and especially with James Harden gone. If James Harden's gone and he's able to flourish and have the ball in his hands a little bit more, I think he's a guy – and I'm talking about next year – with Joel Embiid and whoever they end up getting for James Harden, which is going to be a baller of sorts, there's no reason Tyrese Maxey can't go out there and average 23, 24 points a game, do what he did last year, which would be top five and three-point percentage, and then you've got a real star on your hands with Joel Embiid. So they have to make a decision here because with James Harden, you can't run it back. You can't just go ahead and run it back and see what happens because if you do, it's going to be the same old thing. All right, talk about some other moves that happened over the weekend if you weren't paying attention as far as NBA free agency goes. Austin Reeves, four for 56, back to the Lakers. D'Angelo Russell, same thing. He got two for 37. You want to talk about a weird one, Sean? Russell Westbrook, two for eight? Man, that's disrespectful. That's for a dude that four separate seasons averaged a triple-double, a former MVP of the league. I get it. He's not that guy anymore, but his numbers are still pretty good. Dude averaged 16 points a game to go along with seven assists and five dimes, like, or, and five rebounds. I mean, two years for $8 million? What are we doing? I mean, he's, he's just one of the disrespected players. Like, the people – and, I mean, the one thing I will say is he's he can be a hard fit. Like, where does he fit? How do you uh, fit him in properly with with your team? So not every team would be in on somebody like that, not because he's not a really good player, but because it's a hard fit. But again, he's been disrespected. Like we've seen the disrespect. People were acting like he shouldn't be playing anymore. When you when you get he was disrespected with the Los Angeles Lakers because they never really gave him a shot to be himself. So when you saw him even in the playoffs when Kawhi and Paul George is out, he was the best player, even when he wasn't able to shoot, even when he wasn't able to score. The type of effort he gave you, the type of defense he gave you, was able to win a game in in, in the first round of the playoffs. So I'm with you on that. Uh, that's that's cheap, but again, that's also because he probably wants to stay in L.A. because that's where he's from. I'm just saying, Dylan Brooks is going to get $20 million a year, and Russell Westbrook is going to get four. I mean, what Dylan Brooks averaged last year, nine points a game? Like you talk about could be trouble in the locker room. Speaking of, we got about a minute left. Uh, how about Kyrie Irving back with the Mavs signed a ridiculous, what do you get? Three for $130 million. How many different teams does he need to go to ruin and then leave an angry fan base? What are the Mavericks even thinking here? Like I get it. They were stuck between a rock and a hard place here, but where does that put Dallas? I think for well, first of all, just the, the fit. Even if Kyrie Irving is playing well in there the entire time, it's not a good fit. It's two guys who are ISO basilation, ISO basketball, ball domination. It's not going to win. Like that type of basketball just ain't gonna win. So they're good, they're good, they're gonna go to the playoffs, be a four fifth seed, and then be knocked out. Are they though? They were the four seed when he got there last year and then not even ended up in the playing game. Like, I don't know, man. Individually good player, I want nothing to do with them. Coming up next, we're going to a dangerous place. I take Sean inside the mind of the machine.